There was a rumor you heard a few weeks back that one of your friends is dating someone who is married. Your interest immediately peaked, and you made it your mission to find out the truth. Of course, your reasoning is that you need to save their soul. Although the thoughts constantly crossing your mind deal relatively little with salvation. You want to know if the married person is someone you know, and if not, how beautiful they are, how old they are. If they have kids, money, fame, just all the drama your mind can find to entertain you with a juicy story. And to your satisfaction, within two days, you saw the two of them having lunch together. While gazing at them from your secret post, your draw drops when you see their beauty, and jealousy hits you suddenly. You think to yourself, how did my friend trap that beautiful creature? They're not any better than me. You couldn't place the individual, so your super snooper skills kick into overdrive. You learn they're that up-and-coming model from the neighboring town and they're loaded in your book from what you glean from the web. You're now furious because your friend has never outdone you in anything and you're much better looking. This relationship must stop, you tell yourself. I won't have it, you continue. And thankfully, you remember an ad. It's all for salvation. My friend's salvation, of course. Oh my goodness, what a conundrum. Your new mission is to untangle another sin because that's what we Christians do. It's like we're working on our own tasks assigned us by God, which are mundane and harsh. But then we find another having a problem that we don't, and their task is more interesting and enjoyable because we believe we've mastered their problem. So, we drop our assignment and jump right into solving theirs. Besides, their sin is much higher on the totem pole than any sin that we have. However, you then stop yourself and remember your training with the Stoicists. One of the most important missions for you is to improve yourself daily. And with the whirlwind your mind just took you through, you begin thinking about the Ten Commandments and whether you have progressed with your assigned task. So, you walk through the commandments one by one in your mind as you assess your behavior when dealing with your friend's situation. The first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. You figure you failed that one because you immediately like the new person because of their looks, their status, and your great looks and achievements compared to your friends. Satan became your god for a few moments there. Second commandment, you shall make no idols. Failed on that one too, because it was clear from your reasoning that you worship money and beauty. Third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You give yourself a pass on this one. Thumbs up, you say to yourself. Fourth commandment, keep the Sabbath day holy. Another failure because you did your lurking on the Sabbath and that's when you caught them meeting. Fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. This one's a pass, so it's two thumbs up for you. Sixth commandment, you shall not murder. Another pass, three thumbs up 
Look at you go. Seventh commandment. You shall not commit adultery. That's my friend's problem, right? Then you recall you don't know that, but you do know you lusted after that beauty quite heavily, and a few thoughts crossed your mind that should not have. Since Jesus said what you think in your heart is what you are, you admit you failed on this one. Eighth commandment. You shall not steal. Well, you had another one of those passing thoughts about how you could steal that beauty from your friend. So, you failed on this one as well. Ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Failed on this one, too. Because you were thinking about what juicy gossip was some stretching of the truth you could do so as to end their relationship and give you a chance at this darling. Tenth commandment, you shall not covet. Let's just say this is a no-brainer. You failed. As you close out your examination of yourself, you see your tally is three out of ten. So, you ask yourself, is my score that bad? How about degrees of punishment? Isn't adultery worse than coveting, having idols, or following Satan's commands and not God's? You then think, really? As you look back at the previous task you were assigned by God before wandering into your friend's world. Immediately, you remember your friend's character. Truth be told, your friend is a 10 out of 10 in your book, and remains a 10 out of 10 presently because no misdeed has been proven. So, you reign in your mind, pray to God for forgiveness, and vow to keep your eyes on yourself as you go back to your assigned tasks, because you know you have much, much work to do on yourself. Now using my stoic storytelling method, my friend is dating someone that is married. What should I do? Keep your attention focused entirely on what is truly your own concern. And be clear that what belongs to others is their business and none of yours. Epictetus. You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Jesus. I will keep my mind focused on the concerns I have to improve myself. I realize I had no right to make judgments about another when my life is filled with personal sins I need to address. The character trait I improved was minding my own concerns first, which appears to be a lifetime chore for me. Thank you for sharing your mind with me, for your continued success hear my secret. Before judging another, take some time to evaluate yourself further. Now relax, control your mind, and be as you wish to seem, empowered. Remember, it's the situation keeping my connection with him. I'm Lori Stith, the Stoicist, and I believe in you.